And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, Mr. Spike Robertson. Hi, Spike. Hello, little spiky boy. <laughs> I'm also here with Eric Robertson. Old news. Spike is our dog, and he was very naughty yesterday. He was a bad boy yesterday. Oh, you're not a bad dog. You just made, made some bad, bad choices. choices. <laughs> he, pooped, he pooped in the house, <laughs> and then he got on the table not once but twice to steal food. He ate one and a half full Sodalicious cookies, which are large cookies. And, I mean... And then we did dinner, and... I walked in and he was jumping on the table and I scared him and made it, him go outside. If you're not dog people, I get how you're like, why would you have a dog? Like, why would you do this to yourself? And listen, I used to be the same way. And now I love this little oddball so much. It is so weird what dogs do to your heart. It's they're, true. They're, they're such little weirdos. And I'm not going to apologize for it. This is so good. This is so good. This is episode 133, How to Tap into Your Intuition to Feel More Clarity and Less Anxiety with Dari Luna. Oh, yes. More clarity, less anxiety. More clarity, less anxiety. I cannot imagine a single person right now who does not feel like they need one of these two things. More clarity. <laughs> <laughs> or less anxiety. I am thrilled about this conversation. I've actually been sitting on it for a minute. It's like I'm selfish. It's like I've been keeping it from you. And I apologize because Dariana or Dari, as um, I call her, it just she, ser- she shares such incredible wisdom. And here's why this episode, you're going to love it so much. Dari is so good at teaching kind of complex concepts. We talk about masculine and feminine energy. We talk about duality. We talk about intuition. We talk about some kind of abstract spiritual concepts, but really give you some concrete practices around them. So if you've ever heard me, as I often do, talking about leaning into the flow and following your heart and all of those types of things, and you're like, cool, cute, how, this is the episode for you. And even if you're not interested in any of this, this is the episode for you. It's going to be so fun. So one thing I wanted to talk about before we hop into the episode is, you know what has been really fun this year and so completely different? What? I have a t-shirt that I've been selling. Oh, yeah. And you wear it all the time. I do. And Rad, my little boy, my little girls wear it all the time. A bunch of kids in my neighborhood have one, so I see them out like riding their bikes wearing them. And it is my shirt that says, She Can't Be Stopped. It was inspired, well, I had the idea for She Can't Be Stopped, and then I wrote a poem around it. And it has just been so fun during this year where we can't be together, we can't congregate, we can't be in person as much to have this shirt that connects so many people who feel empowered by it. Man, woman, child, I mean, it doesn't matter. The idea of she can't be stopped. When I see my seven-year-old little guy wearing it and I see Eric wearing it, I love it so much. 
It's been so cool to see how many people are wearing it to a rally or a peaceful protest or as they're signing divorce papers or as they're getting treated for cancer during their chemotherapy. I mean, it's just a pretty cool thing. There's just a few left. I did a Usually they were pre-orders, but I ordered a batch. They're already two-thirds sold. And my beautiful podcast listeners, I wanted to let you know there's just a few left. There's a link to it in my bio. Thank you guys so much when you support Eric and our products. It's been a crazy year. We're making money in different ways. We're doing things differently. You know, we're doing a lot of things differently and this t-shirt has been a really fun, unexpected thing and really helpful, a big blessing for our family. So I wanted to let you guys know about that. I also wanted to say, I know we've taken a little bit of a break from the podcast, but I've just needed to take a little bit of a break. I don't know if I've announced it on the podcast officially, but I got a book deal and I could do a whole podcast episode about that. But the thing that I've been dreaming of and talking of this whole time, it came true. I got a big old book deal with HarperCollins, Harper One, and it's very exciting. It is very challenging. (laughs) Self-imposed challenge. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It is a real challenging thing for me, and we can talk about that, but I feel alive. I feel excited. I just want to share with you dreams come true. The craziest thing that I've been shouting at coaching clients that I've had this week and last week is I've said this thing verbatim many times. Look, I've been talking to you for six months because these clients I've had for like six months, you know, over these Zoom calls. And you said you wanted this dream to come true. And you said you had this goal. And now you're telling me it came true. And I want you to notice how do you feel? How do you feel right now? Now that your dream has come true, how do you feel? And they look at me and they just kind of are like, uh... And I'm like, you feel the exact same way you did when you were freaking out telling me that you wanted this dream to come true. Isn't that crazy, guys? Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? So unless you work today in the process, in the journey towards whatever it is you want today, unless you go inward, everything we're going to be talking about in this episode and work on your inner world right now in this moment, regardless of the circumstances around us, you're never going to feel any different. You're never going to feel any different. You're going to get the money. You're going to get the goal. You're going to get the book deal. Your dream will come true and you will not feel any different unless honestly, it's everything we talk about in this podcast, right? Going inward, awareness, And just being tapped into your inner greatness that is non-negotiable. Your worth is non-negotiable. And that is what I am working on tapping into. And there are a lot of demons coming at me because I'm being asked, I feel like, to level up in order to really, really show up as my highest, most true, honest, authentic open self as I write this book. And that's my goal. It's my goal with this podcast. It's my goal as a human being. It's not a goal. It's an intention. It's how I want to live my life. I hope to provide you guys tools that help you do that. I'm over here living through it. I'm with you. I see you in your pain. I see you in your heartache. I can't know your pain, but I see you and I love you. And you're doing such a good job. Now you're going to get 
even more boosted by beautiful, beautiful, ooh, just glorious Dari. And I hope you love this episode. I know you will. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. Just everybody get ready. Everybody get ready to have a deep (laughs) sigh of relief because that is how I feel whenever I hear from or read content from the beautiful Dariana Morea. I refer to her as Dari Luna. And so Dari, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I am super excited too and super honored as well to just hear that introduction and just talk about my favorite subjects with you. So thank you so much. Oh, so this is how I've, you're going to think that Dari and I are best friends, and I told her that we are. We actually have only met briefly. I heard her speak at Alt Summit, which, March, was that not another world? Like another lifetime ago? Another lifetime. We had no idea what was upon us. We had... I just love, I love the way you put everything. We had no idea what was upon us. Just like, yes, we had no, we had no idea, Dari. We had no idea. And I heard her speak and my whole body, my whole being, it was like, I was like gravitating towards her. And I was like, by the end of this, I will be sitting in her lap if I am not conscious of it. It wasn't only the subject matter and and we're going to get into the different things that you talked about that resonated with me so much, but it wasn't just the subject matter you talked about. It's your energy. It's your being. You just have this beautiful grounding energy. I've realized as a exuberant person, I have to cultivate, and I'm sure you cultivate it, and I'd love to hear about that. I have to cultivate my grounded energy. I live in a very masculine out there in the ether energy, which can turn very frantic if I'm not aware of it. And so I'm always so attracted to people like you with this grounding energy where I'm like, I might just sit in your lap for a minute. So that's why I'm so excited to have you. Will you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and why I'm so attracted to you? (laughs) (laughs) I think why you're so, I mean, it makes sense. Like, we always look for energy out there to balance us out in a way. Mm. And it's just naturally, I'm I'm very attracted to your type of energy too. Oh, good. When I was in relationships and any, not only friendship, but romantic relationships or even in a job, like whenever I had a day job in my life, I remember gravitating over, you know, the people that have all this energy that, because I enjoy, you know, being part of that and it balances me out. So a little bit about me. I... Well, first of all, my accent that you probably hear is from Venezuela, Beautiful. not Minnesota, Venezuela. <laughs> some, every time I say Venezuela and most Venezuelan peoples, if there's any listening to this, will know what I'm talking about. It's always misunderstood by Minnesota for some reason. Anyways, I'm from there. I came to the United States 20 years ago. And I've always been attracted to anything that has to do with creativity. Mm. And so I used to be a dancer. I did videos and I danced in musicals and I used to paint and I still paint. And I'm always doing some sort of creative endeavor. Alongside with that, I've sort of cultivated a very strong spiritual journey. I would say like 
self-development and then spirituality and then just trying to figure out how I can balance out both those those energies because I am naturally very inclined to structure and planning and all this masculine thing of like goal setting and all that but I'm also very naturally inclined to just being spontaneous and letting myself flow and just go with the journey and I enjoy a lot of that too so I remember thinking like, well, like, how is it that I am part of both? Like, I'm not so inclined to one thing as most of the people I knew at that time were. So I started getting very interested in that and a lot of reflection and research and self-exploration. And and so throughout all the years, I ended up becoming a guide. So I'm just guiding people, especially through that balance between their feminine and their masculine energy. For those people that are like... Oh my God, I just, I'm just goal oriented. I want the money. I want to do things. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, those people are craving that intu- intuitive part, that feminine part, and the other way around, vice versa. So the people that are like, I just want to go with the flow. I don't need to commit to anything and all that. Then, you know, they're at some point realize my potential is being wasted because I have no structure. I have no broad vision. I have nothing. So I like to, you know, put those two together and, and not resist any of them, but just try to embrace them and see how powerful they're together. You are my, I know I'm, it sounds (laughs) like I'm a hype girl, but the thing is I don't bring anybody on I'm not already a hype girl for. So I want you to know this is very sincere enthusiasm. So I love I love what you say, like even in your Instagram bio is I help conscious women create a roadmap to deliver their gifts by connecting Mm -hmm. to their intuition and building solid habits. And I love how even in your, which is why you're a great marketer too, but that, but that idea of habits and intuition. And mm-hmm. will you do this, Dari, for me, just for people out there who maybe don't live in the space that you and I live in, where we're referring to things as masculine and feminine energy, mm-hmm. they might think yes. male and female. Will you expand on that just a little bit for anybody who might not know? Yeah. So if, you know, you might have heard the words yin yang before, which is, uh, you know, the ex- the Chinese expression of how these two forces are in everything. So in a way, we live in a duality world that we might not notice consciously, but we we are always in all creation, plants or animals or anything that's a living being in this world. It's uh, ruled by these two forces, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you are a female or if you are a male. There's two forces within you that are available for you. Maybe you have take, you know, you you dance with these forces and this is part of who you are and you feel very comfortable with one of them, both of them or the other one. Ideally the way we get to to experience emotional intelligence and be able to bring more mindfulness into our everyday life is when with these two forces are more balanced within each other. So the masculine force or the yang force is everything that is more to the point, more concrete, that has very clear aesthetics and it's tangible and it could be in a way rigid or direct. It's all about the result, about getting there, concreteness, all of that. So it's goal-oriented, everything that involves structure, planning, strategy, everything that is done with the rational 
mind. And then the feminine is everything that's in a way opposite to that. So it's more the nurturing part of us, is the protecting part of us. It's more abstract, it's more fluid, it's the journey. It's not the beginning or the end, it's the part in the middle. So mm. it's that feeling of enjoying the present moment and going with the flow and believing in things that are not so tangible. So it's very intangible and it just it's more about sensations and not about something you can see. It's just more about feeling certainty and feeling. Now, there's something really important about these two things because, yes, we do want to balance them and work with both of them together. Because we don't want to resist one or the other. So you don't want to be standing in a place and saying like, ah, I hate planning. I hate strategy. This is not for Mm. me. So if this is something you find yourself saying, it's probably because you're not balanced out or (laughs) the other way around. Like... (laughs) I'm not bad. No, actually, that's not fair because I've actually worked a lot in the last three years specifically to balance those energies. But I would say naturally, I am a very extreme person. So, yes. Yeah. So we all naturally, I think this is why, you know, this experience in this body is such a powerful thing because we come to to figure out and find and discover that other part of us, that it's also there for us. And that's when it actually becomes fun or more fun than before when we start discovering all that part. But it's the other way around too. You know, there's people that are like, oh, you know, if you don't tell me what day, what time, and, you know, you don't specify what I'm going to be there, point one, point two, point three, I can't do it. Yeah. And so I'm not saying these things are bad. What I'm saying is it's important to bring them together instead of resisting them so much and try to work with whatever in those two energies are available. It's important to always start with the feminine. And this is something that a lot of people don't think about, but nature, which is the one that's always showing or representing the forces of creation for us, is always creating by starting with the feminine first. And then the masculine takes the place that it needs to take, but it usually starts with the feminine. And this is super, super important because when you start with structure... How are you this smart? How are you a genius? I'm sorry. I just need, like, everyone just... Like, how? Okay, continue. I don't need to interrupt you, but, like, my, I, you they can't see that I'm, like, showing my brain being blown <laughs> and, like, neurons firing. I see it. Okay, so, I okay, sorry it. to interrupt. Continue, continue, continue. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a re- if you look at the analogy of a baby, right, the, the way a, a life comes into this planet through a human being, the baby is definitely uh, relying a lot more in the mother's energy that it's representing the feminine, right? doesn't mean that the mother doesn't have masculine energy, but it's just representing the feminine in this analogy. And it really needs to not only come through it, so it comes through the feminine 
symbol, force, energy, but it also needs to sort of connect to it for a while before it can find itself in this reality. And then Mm -hmm. it integrates itself with a masculine energy. So this applies to anything that you're bringing into creation into this world from even from just checking on your Instagram from anything you want to start with your feminine, which means you want to connect with your intuition so that Mm -hmm. you know What are your intentions that you know how you're connected so that you really know that, yes, there is something much more bigger than me and there is divine order and everything. And then I can apply the strategies and I can apply the plans and I can. And so those two forces are really creating together with you versus rationalizing it from from scratch. And then, you know, that is not sustainable because at some point, eventually, because there isn't a pillar of the feminine first, that pro- creative project can fall apart or can just go really down before it comes up again until you find the real purpose of what you were doing that. So a lot of times we create in that way because that's what society teaches us and how mm-hmm. nobody really teaches us the other way. And so we find ourselves in the middle of it, like, what happened? Like, I I really wanted this to be this or that. I think to even put it in maybe less spiritual terms, and it reminds me of what I do. Mm -hmm. I have a workshop that I'm not doing right now because I'm not doing it right now, but it's a build an awesome brand workshop. But it's that it's in in the business world, it's that why, that why work before you build out the strategy and the plan. And so in the the build an awesome brand workshop, we spend the first half of the day in kind of, I call it the, the roots of the tree, the underground the philosophy and people are like, when are we going to talk about my Instagram? And I'm like, shh, shh, shh not yet, yes, not yet, right? Yes. That's exactly what happens to me in my program. Yeah, that's yes. exactly the same thing. <laughs> Wait, I thought module first was, you know, and I'm like, no, module no, no, no. first shh, is preparation. Shh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's my question for you, Dari. Tell me, let's take this out of the, I mean, this is where I want to live all day is in what you're talking about. I'm like, gimme, gimme. Yes, this is for you and I, but let's say for somebody else who maybe doesn't Mm -hmm. like living in theory land like you and I do. Yes. Do you have any examples from your life? Like you don't become this enlightened and uh, just centered on accident right? I know you didn't. (laughs) It doesn't work that way for most people. So I'm wondering, is there something you overcame? Is there something that taught you this? Is there maybe a little bit of a journey or, or a practical, like not a practical, but like more of a concrete example where like, you realize Mm -hmm. this principle, or it, it showed itself to you in your own life? Oof, every day, every second. So (laughs) something that I overcame every day, every second. But yeah, Yeah. of course, looking back in retrospect, they're always highlights. So I think one of the biggest ones, I have two. One of them was a divorce, Mm. which was really powerful for both of us, our growth. And I think that was the first time that I really hit that opening of like... (gasps) whoa, there's so much more here than I thought. Because mm-hmm. I I had tried to, if any of you listening have divorced already or are thinking about it, usually your thought of this is not working out starts years and years before you can mm-hmm. actually really, you know, go through the process. And yeah. so if you're ever able to, because a lot of times you might not have 
it, it just requires courage and, uh, you know. So when I was going through that process, that was one of the first knocking at my door of like, there is something deeper than what the outer world, this is when I started differentiating more the outer world and my inner world and how there is a bigger purpose for me, regardless of the stories that show up in the outer world, like in the physical world, like the stories that we tell each other all day, like this one, the divorce. Mm -hmm. And so when I started realizing that, I said, the purpose that I have with this person has already been served, but there might be something else there. So that just made me become embrace that feminine in me that I didn't have so embraced at that time. Mm-hmm. I was more in my masculine because I have seen my mom raise me who was also divorced. And I never saw my mom, you know, brainstorming or talking with my dad to make decisions. I never mm-hmm. saw those two forces coming together as a model for me. So I started realizing, wow, there's one force that's missing. And how has that been affecting me? It turns out that I embody it and personify it because I thought it was missing. But by doing that, I replaced it with the other one. So I didn't have that intuitive part. And that's where I started putting all those, breaking apart all that. And that was the first time that I started embracing that intuitive part by talking to him, being super honest and, and going even after the divorce I was willing to help. I was willing to to find out if there was still anything that could serve us in that relationship, even though it wasn't romantic anymore. And I had never tried that. I had never embraced my intuitive side. That So I'm not saying that to embrace it, you have to do something like that. But it's more about, it's more about, learning to listen to the insights that we always have, but that we always shut down. And those insights require a lot of practice because because they require you to be comfortable with uncertainty. Mm. And that's why I was going through at that time. I had the certainty that I need, that I wanted to separate, but there is the uncertainty of listening to that voice and like, yeah, but should I be friends like should I be should I make this phone call I know I'm having the insight to do it I'm very clear that it's not because I want more of the relationship but this is so outside of the normal the norms of society that that uncertainty and all of those fears of what is people going to think about and all those labels labels usually come up before you embrace the uncertainty and that uncertainty is the same of the creative process it's just that feeling of I don't know where I'm going, but I trust. I trust this voice because when I trust my other ego voice, it never works out. So I'm trusting this one and I'm going for it. And so usually most of the journeys that I've gone through where I've been really hard have been a matter of that, of trusting that voice. I've went through another instance where I've had hard time with my immigration papers when I came here. It took me about 18 years wow. to really get a green card. And at that time, my sister came over, already had her green card. My mom came over. Everybody was just getting what they needed except me, who was the first one that came in. Wow. And that was a really hard experience for me because it was the uncertainty of not knowing my file got 
lost and they couldn't give me answers for years. So it was that uncertainty of not knowing, is it going to be 20 more years? Is it going to be next month? Kind of like what we're experiencing with COVID right now. It's the not knowing of, I I don't see, like, at least show me where this could, could end, you know, and I can hang myself from that. But when you are connected inwardly and when you have that balance, you don't need, you're not craving to hang yourself from any of that because you're comfortable with uncertainty and you trust. You have that inner trusting that doesn't depend on the outer world. The outer world, it's beautiful. It's not to be negated, but it's temporary. It's not where we want to place, make decisions from. I love it everything you say. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those those beautiful examples. And thank you for sharing part of your story, because I know in you sharing about your divorce and, and even sharing about Im- like the immigration issues with the green card, that might not be as common of an experience, but everybody can relate to why is it happening for everybody else? And it's not happening for me. Yes. Right. Exactly. On, on this timeline. And so I really appreciate you. Why me? You know? Yeah. Why, why me? I'd love to dive into a little bit about into a little more about intuition. And maybe in that conversation, we hark back on uncertainty because I love talking about uncertainty and needed to control everything. Really, for me, most of my life has been lived in so much anxiety. While I'm starting to learn that a lot of that anxiety stems from hormonal imbalances with my mm-hmm. period cycle. And I'm just mm-hmm. figuring this out after, you know, a cool 20 plus years of having a period, but that, but that also it's that need to control and have that certainty. And I've just lived in a state of anxiety for so much of my life, like that it just seemed normal. And so here's what I want to ask about intuition, especially Mm -hmm. for people. So, so kind of full circle right now where I'm at is the way that I'm running my business. The way that I'm running my life is flow period. That is my only Mm -hmm. goal every day is to tap into flow, surrender to it, just see what happens. It's been really fun and incredible things have happened. And kind of like, I feel like the next part of what I want to share with everyone in the world is you can accomplish great things with so much ease when you operate Mm -hmm. more from that space. So, so for me, I'm like, yes, I know what you're saying is true. I try to operate this way. I try to live this way, listening to my intuition. It's something that I feel like I've cultivated over years, but Mm -hmm. I I also know because I've lived in such places of anxiety and then there's people who maybe just aren't as inclined and they hear the word intuition and they're like, nah, Mm -hmm. what do what do you feel like are some, some ways for people if they're like, I really, really don't know, especially in this uncertain time, how to tap into my intuition. So I guess two parts, I want to say, I believe in intuition. It's it's how I, I operate so much. But then I also really talk to a lot of people who are like, but how, but how, but how? Well, from the point of view of anxiety, I want to say silence, but mm-hmm. don't be scared about this word. So the one very most important portal about intuition is that we need to bring silence and space mm-hmm. into yes. our life. So, and, and I want to break that down because a lot of times Every time I say that, people might be imagining, huh? Like I'm sitting alone in my balcony doing nothing. Like what am I going to do there? And actually anxiety comes up instead of anything that feels really good. So 
let's let's take it back. What I mean about silence is our life, it's always happening in cycles. So the growth of any creature in this planet is about stress and rest, stress and rest. So it, it's mm. kind of like a, if you if you look at a, you know, like a graphic, it will go up and down, up and down. But somehow we have sort of skipped the down part and we have this belief that, no, if I go up, 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 up more, I might grow more, I, have, I might have more, I might get to a point of happiness, I might receive, I might win the prize, I might, whatever that is. Yeah. And so we have skipped a lot of the down parts. Mm-hmm. And so the down part is what I, what I mean when I say silence. It's that part where you give yourself First, at the beginning, when you don't, you haven't learned the language of your intuition, you give yourself the time for reflection. You give the space for the up parts to be processed in the down parts. And I'll give you an analogy right now. There's a, a powerful analogy in the in the book Peak Performers that they talk about, you know, just like the body does it with your bicep, it's based on millions of scientific research. Your mind does it the same way. So you need to really rest in order for your bicep to grow. After you stress it out a certain point, it, you know, it sends a signal to your brain and it says, wait, we don't have enough power in this muscle. We need to send more fiber to let it grow the next time. When do we send more, more fiber? When it's resting so that you know, it can grow and that's the process. But if we don't rest, then that part of the process doesn't happen. So bringing it back to our intuition, the expansion of us listening to our intuition more doesn't happen if we don't bring in this space of silence in between. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in a minute. But if you don't bring that in, then what happens is overwhelm. And yeah. overwhelm brings the anxiety. So you start bleeding. So it, it, it's almost like you're Every action you're taking bleeds into the next one and there's no space for that action to rest into a, a space. Yeah, You know, it's like you're yeah. driving and you're thinking about that conversation that the guy told you and how come and blah, blah, blah. And you get home and you're thinking about the conversation plus the bananas that you didn't buy, but this thing is, yeah. and then you take the shower and you think about the conversation, the bananas, the thing. And, and this is a snowball. Yeah, that of course is going to bring anxiety because even if we bring silent space between that, it's it needs to be so much more because we have so many things bleeding into it. We haven't given ourselves time for reflecting so long. So how do we bring the silent space? It's very personal because I I hate to do the generalization of yeah, like this should work for it. everyone. Yeah, especially on anxiety terms because yeah. everyone is going through different things. And one thing that I do in my program too is first blood check hormones, you know, like really wow. check first awesome your body. That you do that. Yeah. It's because I have wasted time with my clients too, four or five years figuring fatigue and depression until one day like, ah, it was just a blood test that we needed to do. Oh, and yes, yeah, there is a background for that blood test that could have been found spiritually or mentally or emotionally true but sometimes whatever takes you first to the point is going to help much better you know so silent is of course uh meditation 
And silence is whatever meditation means to you as well. Uh, so there is different ways to meditate. Not everyone has to meditate the same way. For you, it might be just a walk. For you, it might be journaling. For you, it might be recording yourself and your memo and like talking about all those things and just putting it down there. And that is just the very first step of opening that portal. Because behind that portal, it's, it's like, I like to call it like that, invisible friend that you had when you were a kid you're super excited to go back to it and talk to it because you felt safe there because it was guiding you because it was giving you feedback and because it was telling you all these things and the moment you got into your room and you saw him you're like yes let's talk today this is this is this happened that's kind of how it feels when you when you really work to connect with your intuition you get excited and all of a sudden those silent moments feel so comfortable all you want to do is get there because you know there is where the guidance is where you feel you know safe where you feel the answers when you know you're in that right you know the place that you trust and so on I love that you say that so much because what I've learned so much is especially because I really 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 have struggled with this you know, issue with wanting to control everything and uncertainty as, as Mm -hmm. we all do in different varieties. I'm not special or unique in that. Right. But what I've realized is when I, I love your visit, that invisible friend, when you go back to that place of silence, when you go back to that place of intuition, the uncertainty doesn't matter as much because I have so much certainty in, I know that I tuned in, I know that I went inward, and I feel very certain in that, so I don't actually need to control or know the results. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, and so that's why I feel like I'm almost like, I feel like I'm like an evangelist for this right now, where I'm like, everybody listen! The same yeah, right? Where I'm like, so listen! I was looking at a post that I posted, and I'm like, I look like an evangelist saying this. <laughs> But what but what better thing could we be an evangelist for, in my opinion, where yeah. I'm like, listen, listen, you're going to feel so much better because you can't. So so about three years ago, I was on mm-hmm. a run and running is one of my meditations. And mm-hmm. I was hit by a car while I was running. Like it hit me. So there's there's just been so much learning from yes. from that from that process. I like to bring up I'm like, you know. If you really want to think you can control everything, get hit by a car. Because there was nothing I could have done. And Dari, you'll appreciate this. I've shared it on the podcast before. I prayed and felt intuitive about which direction I should run that day. And and I ran in that direction. And my intuition, the message that I was hearing before, the weeks before I got hit, was slow down slow down. And I even on that run had started walking part of the way. And and I don't think it was like some cosmic, like the universe wanted me to get hit. So it put me, no, that's not how I see it. I feel like that voice, that intuition was helping me prepare to have to slow down for, mm. for what has later to me become the privilege of slowing down. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like thinking... 
I feel like it can be hard when you're talking to people specifically about other traumatic events to say this happened Mm -hmm. and you needed this to happen. I'm like, I wouldn't wish these traumatic, horrible Mm -hmm. things on anyone. But but what we what our intuition can tell us before, during, after is so invaluable. And so I love, love, love like what you're saying is that you become for me it's like not addicted addicted in a healthy way I feel like where Mm -hmm. I'm like please I crave that silence I crave that space so I can go back that's the place where I can feel certainty is in my intuition now rather than in the outside world so powerful because yeah because Oh, so many things came up when you were saying that's that's an amazing story Alison like thank you I think the main thing that it helps me to remember is that, first of all, your intuition is not guaranteeing anything. The, the reason why you listen to it, it's because it's the transformation that will happen as you listen to it. This is why the result doesn't matter, because it's a transformation. You're going to come out, out of that whatever it is that your intuition is calling for a different, more expanded person, or at least with the potential of more expansion, if you were actually aligned with that voice. And even that, and even that, all of that expansion and transformation, it's so uncertain. It's not what you want that's going to happen. It's what you need. So that's why we trust the process, because it's kind of like saying, okay, obviously there is a, a higher Love, I like calling it love intelligence force governing, you know, the universe governing me, however, God, universe, whatever. But obviously there is an intelligence coming out that we can see everywhere that we can see. We can see our, the planets, you know, like just perfectly going around. We can see how we just have babies and, and, uh, and it just becomes a baby. Like we can see an intelligence yeah. that's working within us. So it's kind of like saying, okay, I, I obviously know, I trust you. I know what you're doing and the transformation that I will go through. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. Because the last time I went through that transformation, I became, you know, so it's, it continues like that. I expanded. So I want more. I want more, I want more. But that doesn't mean I'm going to feel less afraid, you know. It's still scary, yeah. but because you go through it so many times, you you have more ability to choose it and you have the clarity to choose it again and again. But it's still scary and it can still look really tragic for the external world, for the physical world. And so in that tragedy, of course, we don't want, we're not, we're hoping to learn. We're always hoping, we're coded for that. We're hardwired to learn and expand without pain. Like we just, oh, we, we want everything without Wouldn't any that be type nice? of pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether it's emotional, physical. So we're really hoping for that as much as we can. But it's contradictory because at the same time, if we don't go through pain, we do nothing. You know, we just stay in our sofa watching Netflix and we're just hardwired for comfort and pleasure. And we're just like, let's make this as comfortable as possible until either life, you know, comes back around and, and points at you that pain or the comfort becomes painful enough and boring enough that we just start feeling the void in the comfort. But either way, whether we want it or not, you know, the, the creative process is transforming us all the time. 
It's just that I feel like the more aligned we are and listening to our intuition, the more enjoyable and amazing we're going to feel after. Because that emotional intelligence that I was talking about at the beginning, it's it's grounded in your interior so much. This is what I mean by enjoyable. It's not that life is going to be fun. It's that there is a powerful way of living life where the outer world can mean so much and at the same time doesn't rule your decisions and who you are. But at, but you enjoy it. You enjoy it and it's great. You're just not attached to it. I was talking to my husband last night and we just were talking about like some different things, how they were lining up and some different like feelings I had. And I just was like, the, the universe, the world is magic. Like every, like, I feel like everything is just, it's magic. Like it's literally like, and I can't think of any other way to describe it where I'm like, when you start living in that plane, like I think you were saying where like you enjoy the physical world, you see meaning and beauty in the physical world, but at the same time, there's not that over attachment to it Mm -hmm. where you're just grasping it with white knuckles Mm -hmm. it's like you feel so much more fluid but it's also kind of a ethereal thing to try to describe and so we've I feel I what I love so much is I love that this kind of turned into a how to tap into your intuition so let's but let's do this because we can't talk about every single thing let's just stay in this ballpark of well in this in this episode Dari but um let's stay in this ballpark of intuition If you were going to do a commercial for intuition, because people are like, cool. Like, I feel like it's funny because instinctively people are like, how do I follow my intuition? Like, it's something people want. But then people maybe are like, well, what's so great about it? If I can't control the world and I can't control the results and it's not going to get me exactly what I want, then why should I follow my intuition? Right? Like, if you were going to sell someone on why following your intuition is so great, like, what would you say? Because I'm I'm already buying everything you're selling. So I'm like, let's talk this to people. This is a great exercise. Right? I love, I love this for us. I know. This is I so I love fun. it. Actually, <laughs> I've thought of this. I've thought of this so much. I think that, well, number one selling point is your problem is that you can't control. It's not that you can't control the results or that you can't control life your problem is that by controlling all those things you're still feeling the anxiety the imposter syndrome the comparison the lack of confidence the stuckness that you don't really see the needle progressing or moving forward you don't see anything happening in your life so even controlling or trying or seemingly thinking that you are controlling those things right that you have power over those things that's not giving you the results. If it's giving you the results, nothing that I say is going to convince you until you actually realize that that's not giving you the results eternally, that that's just temporary. And then you might, you know, that's not, not eternal. Take that back. That is not really feeling, it's not making a meaning within It's like you. a binge, it's like a binge diet. Yes, it's, exactly. Right? You're like, you're going to see the results. And that's why I say it's like, you can hate yourself into losing weight you can abuse your body into losing weight yes but you're a either gonna lose gain the weight back so it's like the results for like you're saying like they they're transient results or you're gonna hate yourself because you're hating yourself and you're gonna find out that that doesn't do it and you're still unhappy with yourself exactly so 
so okay, so that's that. But then, then if I if we go and if we go through the pain points and the symptoms, and we say like, okay, this life is just you know it's not really working for me. I feel a void. I feel all these things. I feel anxiety. I'm depressed. I don't know what to do. I don't have clarity. I cannot make a decision. I have no confidence. All of those things are the main the main reasons why you want to list, listen to your intuition. It's kind of like I'm telling you, there is some something, an entity inside of yourself that has all the answers. And all you have to do is learn the language to speak to that entity or feel that entity or communicate with that entity or hear the guidance from that entity. And you can hear the answers that will really make the transformations that you need not the ones that you want because if you're if you're attached to the ones that you want you're only seeing the picture like this you're just seeing a little four by six picture in our surface mind we can't really grasp the growth and and how big what you were saying how magic how much how much magic it's within our life we can't grasp it our mind cannot grasp it so when you say i want to be x and you put a name and you say i want to do this and you really and your happiness is really attached to that word you are really selling yourself so short because the universe have the capability life your intuition that inner wisdom has the capability of of not giving you more not giving you more but of transforming you in such a thing that you wouldn't even know what you would want in that if when you become that so it's it's like you're getting a straw and you're saying i only want this one thing i only want this one thing where there's like an amazing world out there and wouldn't you want to experience it see it especially especially if in that transformation you won't feel the anxiety anymore or you will have the capacity to see it but you have the capacity to discern because that space between you know stimulus and reaction will grow so much that you won't immediately react to things you'll be able to choose and select how you want to react to things in that i know this is a long commercial but in that, I'm, I'm buying, that this I'm is the, buying, yeah. the biggest selling point <laughs> to me, I think, I don't know, hopefully for you guys too. But the biggest selling point is when that expansion occurs between stimulus and reaction, then you are able to bring presence into each moment. And that is indeed what you're looking for in terms of happiness, because happiness is not about adding moment and moment and moment and moment and moment. Happiness is your ability to bring presence to each moment. And that's what we haven't learned yet how to do. That's, that's what we don't know how to do yet. We're just thinking about the next thing right now. We, we, it's really hard for us to, to be present. And that is the whole transformation. Okay. I love your commercial so much. <laughs> number number one. Number two, here's, here's a couple of things that you talking has helped me see. And so maybe it's a Western thing. Maybe it's not. But we so 
we so often, the way we are sold everything is here's the results. Here's what you're going to get. Here's yes. here's what you're going to be able to achieve. Here's what you're going to be able to do because that's what we're interested in, right? But yes. what what I what I keep hearing from you is one of the most beautiful byproducts of being able to tap into and follow your intuition is who you will become. It's not what you get and what you're going to do. It's who, who do you want to be? And, and I'm like, I want to be me. What does that even mean? How do I be myself? Children know how to do it intuitively when you, because they follow their intuition. Right. And, and there's Mm -hmm. this unlearning this, there's this forgetting as we, you know, fit into the systems and the mold of the world of, Lots of people, I feel like they don't know who they are because their reality has shifted. They've lost their job. They've lost loved ones. They're, they used to, I was even just talking to someone today, uh, Courtney, and she does a lot of stuff with Disney and Disneyland. And she was saying how when COVID happened and quarantine and the pandemic, there are these people where their entire, part of their entire identity and life is they go to Disneyland once a week or more. Yes, yes, and, and, totally. And you're in Southern California, you know. And Mm -hmm. they're not able to go to this place and their sense of who I am is being Mm -hmm. shaken. Mm -hmm. And and there's depression and anxiety and sadness that goes with that. And so I think like what I'm hearing you say too is it's in, in following your intuition and tapping into this, it's expanding you and growing you into not just who you are, but like the most beautiful grand version of who you are and then if we want to talk about okay that sounds selfish well guess what how great would the world be if we all walked around like you were saying without that stimulus response we were able to take the response from that place of this beautiful enlightened Mm -hmm. more patient more understanding more loving more kind more generous version of ourselves how much better would the world be so much better and yeah that's that's a huge selling point because it's like you can really become a beneficial presence in this Mm. planet what a beautiful that's beautiful your identity is not attached any longer to I'm such and such wife I'm such I I'm the owner of this car I'm the boss of this I'm the person that goes every weekend to Disney I am part of an American I am so those are labels that again I'm not against those labels I actually think we should empower them and enjoy them yeah the problem is when our identity is attached to that so when one of those labels shuts down we cannot shut down with that because that's not who we really are. What's what's dying when those labels die? So when, when I'm no longer such and such husband or when I no longer can afford this car or when I can no longer live as an American or when can I X, Y, and C, when that crisis comes somewhere and somehow, because it will or, or some of it will in our life experience, we What's dying, the the sadness or the grief that comes from there is because that part of our identity is dying. We need to let it go, but that's not who we really are. And so if we have tapped into who we really are, which is that, you know, that sense of that's witnessing our thoughts, that sense that's consciousness that's witnessing who we really are. If we have tapped into that before we go through any of those 
grieving processes for any people that have been lucky enough to do that, then that crisis doesn't hit them so hard because they already knew that was a shell that they was just enjoying and they're like, oh, it's time to let this go. Okay, bye. I will go through my grieving process. I yes. will experience the sadness. Yeah. But I know this is not who I am. And I know there is a process that that was necessary. So I trust for what's coming. So it's that combination of the trust yeah. and letting go. And I feel like I love that you said that too, because this is something I've been talking to a lot of people about lately is just giving them like almost permission. Like so many of us don't feel like it's safe and, and for good reason, maybe from their childhood or past trauma, that it's safe to feel their feelings. And it's not that you work towards this consciousness and following your intuition. So you never feel anything negative. It's that you you become more alive to the entire range of human emotion. And it's crazy because since my accident and, and since really working more on this, trying to live in this flow, intuition, it, but specifically after my accident, like I never really would get mad. Like I could explode sometimes, like at my sister or my kids, because like it was safe to explode at them, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't get mad. And anger is an emotion that in the last couple years, I'm like, I don't know what this, I'm angry. Like, I don't, (laughs) I only knew what anxious felt like or depressed felt like, right? Or, but this like, no. And, And I also, I'm like, oh, well, I just don't understand that person. And if I could understand them, again, that's kind of still trying to control and uh, it's anger is such a base feeling and I'm not going to be angry. And even this past week, I was like, I called my friend and I was like, I'm going to tell you everybody I'm mad at right now. And I'm mad about this and I'm mad about this and I'm mad about this. And I just like let myself be mad. And I called it letting Mm. myself be petty because I think it's petty. That's, that's, that's my own problem. I think it's petty to be mad. And then it took like a week or a couple weeks. I did some worksheets. I did some rage cleaning, right? I, I was talking to the same friend. I'm like, I don't know why I was mad at any of the... I, was I mad? Oh, I don't even remember being... <laughs> but, who was that? Who, that's Just weird. see how she came. She was mad. She already. <laughs> where, I, that's what reminded me when I'm like, I think it's finally safe to feel, I finally feel safe to feel feelings that aren't just the one or two feelings that I know and trust and like are going to get me the results I want. And so it's like, yeah, even though it was anger and it didn't feel good and I'm not like, oh, I want to be angry. I'm like, I feel like I have a full, more full range of human experience, which gives me a full, a more full range of empathy and understanding to connect oh, with the yes. human beings on the planet. I love And that not because, judge people yes. who get mad. And so I just, I love, I love what you say. I'm like, oh, now I understand this thing. I was thinking in this a whole other way. Dari, I could talk to you you forever and ever and ever is this podcast five hours yeah let's do it here's here's (laughs) what I want to do though I feel like we've given people they've been able to feel your energy they've been able to to hear your love they've been able to hear your perspective and now what they get to do is they get to go find you online and they get to go tell you so it's Dari D-A-R-I Luna like the moon yes And I Mm -hmm. love that you, so Dari, you said I wanted that to be my name. So I made it my name, Dari Luna. (laughs) Yeah, I was doing my, I was rebranding. I used to have a business with my sister before and I was like rebranding. And I remember working with a coach at that time. And she's like, but how would you want to name yourself? Like what? And I'll be like, 
oh, I couldn't put that name, Dari Luna. I kind of needed permission for some, you know, one of those yeah. moments. She's like, why not? This is, that sounds amazing. And of course, I, I remember watching that video again and my, like, my body, when I said the name, I was just like, that, everything was just yeah. like, ah. and I was like, wow, from here to Dari Luna. Dari and Luna. So I, I went for it and I, I put it, it's Dari Luna underscore underscore so Instagram. when and we'll and we'll link to you but you've got coaching programs and also Dari puts beautiful I try to share it all the time but you've got beautiful you content Thank you so I just much. I really love you I love, I, yeah. I love you so you the best. but I need more people to share Dari's work I want I am a Dari evangelist where I heard you speaking <laughs> and I was like more people need to hear what she has to say so go go to her Instagram tell you love her maybe like if something spoke to you today sign up for her coaching sign up for her programs you know let's bring Dari into your life um but I I want to thank you because it's just been so fun to get to know you and talk to you and I'm is there anything else you want people to know Dari like so they can support you online or anything else like that and then I have one fun question I need to ask you so okay um, not really. I think you said it all. My program, it's, it goes four times a year. It starts awesome. right now on August 24th, but either way, just always, you know, I know I do have one thing. Always send me a DM. I love having you the love conversations okay, okay. in the back, you know, like, yeah, like if you have questions and you want to know more or you just want, I love those conversations in the back of, you know, Instagram. I mean, comments are great too, but I just love like yeah. getting to know people back there. I love that so much. Okay, so Dari, tell me this. What what is your pump up jam? What is your pump up jam? When you are feeling like you need to be pumped up. And also I kind of need we can't show it, but I need you to describe it. Your signature dance move. I'm gonna really need to know what like your signature dance move is. Well, actually I've done it a couple of times in stories. My jam, I'm not sure that you would know about okay, this because it's very Latin. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of Latin music, mostly in Spanish. Although reggaeton is kind of making his way, its way See, into the American market, I, so you might know some I've of them. always loved a reggaeton. Um, yeah. I, I backpacked through through Guatemala, and you know, I'm you, oh. so, soy de Sandy, San Diego, hablo español yeah, in a valley There's girl a accento. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> muy muy mal dari um so, we can no. always practice well no it's it's muy muy mal i probably don't know but i want to hear it anyway and we're gonna so uh, people can be ex- they can be exposed to okay, your pump up so, jam so i have so many um, i know it's hard it's hard it's hard i would say that one of the best ones is juan luis guerra Okay, spell if there's it. a Latin person listening to this, you're going to be like, yes, I know what she's talking about. So it's Juan Luis Guerra 440. So four, like as if you're saying four, 440 minutes, like okay. four, 2.40. That is one of the artists that I play all the time. Okay, I love it. Is 440 the song? 
No, that's the whole name of the band. Oh, Cuatro Cuarenta. Okay, yeah. okay, we will link to that. I love that. Thank you. We we need this, especially my people in in Utah. I mean, we need we need bring it to us. Bring us some a little bit of spice, okay? Like, yes. we we need we need we need something. <laughs> Help. Thank you. I love that. And then, what is your signature dance move? Like, can you can you verbally describe it to me? Um, I do a lot of turns. Well, I salsa dance, so salsa dance is, I would say that's my signature, but I like to turn a lot. So a lot of times when I do dance on Instagram, which is not as often as it should be, but maybe like once every three weeks or something, I'm like... I respect that. I, I do a lot of stuff like this. Ooh, yeah, yes, yeah. She's doing. She's I don't know doing how to describe some, this. Some good swirly movements with her arms. Yeah, like swirly move. Yeah, because I like. Oh, you know, I actually think I'm. I'm doing this effect, which I'm not sure that it's coming coming out that way. But I like to turn, and like move my arm while I'm turning. So it kind of yes. like looks really cool while I'm yeah, turning. I like that a lot. I I, I, I do that a lot. I love. It's my signature. I love Latin music. Like I just I will have either a reggaeton beat or Latin music playing. Just and my husband walks in and he's always like, "You don't even know what you're listening to." And I'm like, "I know, but I feel it so much." So I'm gonna well, go listen. I probably do know some songs. I'm gonna like pretend I'm cooler than I am right now. This is how pretend. we were raised in Latin countries. We listened to American music our whole lives and had no idea what we were saying we were actually just saying like what shit like that had no idea what we were saying and when I came here 20 years later I was like oh that's what that song meant I had no idea he was talking about his friend like my whole life I know the whole song I never knew the lyrics it's like gasolina right like that's like I don't know like I probably am I saying it right like that's my my sister speaks my sister speaks Spanish so she's always like you don't know what you're saying and I'm like it's good okay Dory this has been so awesome thank you so much aren't we all so lucky Eric yeah we are we really are oh yay 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 you know what I was thinking about she's so chill freaking love her energy I because you two remind me of each other so I love that you love her energy you know what I was thinking about? As I said, I feel like I'm being called, like, I, I need to, like, kind of be this new person, essentially. And I don't mean that, like, who I am isn't good enough. I know exactly who I am. As, I'm already as awesome as I need to be. I feel like all of us feel that way right now with this world. Everything that has made us feel secure and certain, or I, I coached a beautiful team yesterday of, of women who sell really gorgeous office furniture. And she was saying, I, I love, I feel so, she felt so fulfilled by her job and creating these beautiful spaces for people. And that fulfillment, as she's not been able to do it as much, she doesn't feel as fulfilled. And then I think of Julie, whose husband loves sports. And when all the sports got canceled, like all of these things, like people who travel and they don't get to travel at all right now. There's just so much of our identities, things that we have believed are part of our identities being stripped away, Mm -hmm. which is why I believe what Dari and I talked about and these types of concepts are needed so much right now. Yeah. Your inner world, your inner world, your identity without of all of these outer things. And it's just really exciting. It's like when I started losing my hair. Seriously. I know. I had awesome, wavy, cool hair. And then it started leaving me. 
and I had a, somewhat of a crisis, you know. And how old were you? You were pretty young. I was mid-20s. I mean, I wasn't, like, completely bald at that time, but it started thinning. I'm like, why, why? And it's probably because I bleached and dyed my hair so many times in high school. That's also, also because well, it's you, my genes, yeah, of you course. Yeah, you have male No, no, no. I know it's my genes, but I think the earliness came because I was mean to my hair in high school. I don't believe that, but we can talk to Julie because she's a, who Julie works with me. Oh, she's seriously? I thought someone said that if you if you keep dyeing your hair and bleaching it, you can you can um, bring on baldness early. I heard Maybe. that somewhere. I don't know. People people let us know because yes, your hair can break off, but also like you just it's in your genes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna go bald no matter what. But I love that's like such a powerful example of what you just did. Is we still try to take control, and it's great. We're like. Ah, well, I must have done this to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this thing that was really hard for me, look, I made it worse. Like, right? It's just like, Good point. you were going to go bald. Look at your dad. Like, you were going to go bald no matter what, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> I didn't marry you, with, marry you with any illusions. But yeah, like, your hair is your identity um, as people's bodies have changed and so many different things have happened over this year. Politics, the election, identity politics. I mean, everyone's just trying to to ferociously hold on to this is what makes me me it happiness it does not create it's true um that is my experience and what i believe so anyway we love you and we're just so freaking happy you're here and we're so freaking grateful for the reviews you've been leaving even though we have taken a short break from the podcast did we even get any reviews Yes, we definitely did. This one is from Kaylee P. She says, I love Allison and Eric. We've moved about four times since I started listening, and I feel like they've been consistent friends through all the adventures and change. Allison is inspiring and uplifting. Eric is hilarious and wise. Love you guys. Thank you. Is it Kaylee? Kaylee P. Thank you, Kaylee P. You are such a sweetheart. We are going to send you, um, I think we send you my I'm Doing Awesome journal. So shoot us an email at <laughs> awesomewithallison at allisonshow.com. <laughs> I couldn't remember. That's Allison with one L. We appreciate so much when you guys share the podcast, when you share it on your Instagram stories, when you text message it to friends, when you talk about it in conversations with people. Wow. We just really appreciate it so much and you guys are just doing such a good job you're doing so much better than you think you are and believing that will not make you lazy believing that will not keep you from getting anything done believing it is going to help you tap into that inner greatness that is there that we all come from so hold on to that and remember only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What are you gonna take us out on? Okay, so this song is called Alpine Autumn. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've recently been uh, doing soundtracks for movies. And I've been super busy the last couple months. It's also been one of the reasons it's been hard to do the podcast. It's true, I've been slammed. We always make it all about me. So this song, uh, this song <laughs> will get in the library in the next couple weeks or so. But this song is from a movie I scored and it's called... From in your Pleasant Pictures music library. You didn't yeah. even say that. Oh, for, yeah. Sorry. I I'm just assumed everyone knew. Pleasant yeah. Pictures Music Club. It's pleasantpictures.club, the coolest, dopest music library on the web for all your videos all your product videos whatever you're making we've had so many cool user i've I've been scrolling through instagram seeing all the stuff people are making and it is so awesome to see how much music they're using from the library yeah it's so cool i love it so use code awesome with eric for 20 percent off and this song is called alpine autumn 